Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about defending against healthcare breaches. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Paul Smith, Network Manager for Information Services at Ascension Health, and Mark Hansen, Director of Strategic Accounts and Healthcare at Fortinet. Paul, Mark, thanks so much for joining me to talk about this topic today. Morning, Tom. Thank you. Paul, I want to start out with asking you some questions based on your experience at Ascension Health. And the first question I want to ask is, what are the breach trends that you're specifically seeing against healthcare entities today? Well, certainly in all the papers, we've seen the Chinese heartbleed-centric uh, attacks on uh, community hospital, and we're all very sensitive to that. Um, and in addition to that, we have our own environment that has been encouraging the growth of BYOD, mobile devices, purpose-built carts and mobile uh, clinical devices that require very specific security postures. And I think that's just managing those challenges have probably been our biggest combined concern as a healthcare organization. So, Paul, some of these trends are, are ones that you're used to. You're in, used to insider issues. Mobility isn't necessarily new, but heartbleed and some of these other issues are new to healthcare organizations. How do you find that the new types of attacks and the evolution of them overwhelm some of the traditional security solutions? Well, I think it's a multi-front war, so to speak. All of the advanced persistent threats that we're all challenged with right now uh, put, I think, an enormous strain both on the hardware infrastructure as well as the technologists to try and keep ahead of it. So many organizations, through financial difficulties and or just sheer inertia and ability to keep up with the technologies, may have firewall and security infrastructure in their perimeters that simply aren't up to the task. And for these APTs, we're finding that we really need that type of real-time analysis to be able to be flexible and adaptive and that the hardware also has the um, capacity to keep up with it because it's enormously overhead intensive for this hardware. And we ourselves found that the uh, previous hardware that we were relying on simply didn't have the capacity to keep up. So let's talk about your data center and the perimeter. How have you opted to defend these critical areas? We've had to be very flexible. We had the luxury, if you will, some time back to treat it as business as usual. If there was a new initiative, we would accommodate that in the DMZ. And that posture has to have changed even over the last few years. We've been much more aggressive with frequently updating our perimeter and our data center uh, security infrastructure, and we've had to introduce multiple tiered bastions of security throughout that and really anticipate what the next initiative will bring us. So instead of reacting to the business in terms of what it needed for security adaptability, we've had to get ahead of that game so that we don't find ourselves in that catch-up mode. And just the pace of change has also required us to be uh, prepared in advance of the next requirement of us. We almost really have to forecast it before it's provided to us. So, Paul, as you've deployed security solutions, what challenges have you encountered? Well, particularly to the next-generation firewall um, approach that we've taken, and that is somewhat of a, a leap. For years, it's been very difficult for technologists to accept that you can have multiple what had been best-of-breed solutions, let's say, 
in a single platform. Their concern was, as I mentioned before, the capacity to keep up. Can there be enough horsepower there to do this? And will you be making compromises in each of those blades, if you will? And I think that once we satisfied ourselves with that, we had a very thorough vetting process. So that probably saved us some effort in the deployment itself. But certainly training is going to be uh, something that anyone will run into, and not only that it's a very comprehensive platform, but with the combination or aggregation of this functionality, you find yourself in a multi multidisciplinary mode. So the network team will find itself working more closely with the security team in that they all have various roles to administer these platforms. So historically, they may have had a, a delegated responsibility, whereas now they're literally perhaps as many as dozens of people working on the very self-same platform. So I think the training becomes a particular need in terms of each of those groups' specific requirements. Once you get over those hurdles, what do you find to be the most significant security and business benefits that you've attained? Well, this harkens back to an earlier question in that to have that feature function benefit uh, really in the offing that we can deploy as needed has been huge for us. I'll use an example of a particular clinical device that was to be deployed with a very short uh, time frame. And as it evolved, and it was really almost being designed on the fly with two strategic partners, we quickly determined that we needed a much higher degree of control on that platform to the point of establishing a VPN tunnel between it and wherever uh, it might be. The CART, in this particular case for telemedicine, may find itself at one of our facilities or a, a non-native facilities in which we had no control over the network, yet we had to maintain a secure tunnel back to our principal data center and have entire control over the device. And if we reflect back over a year ago prior to having those abilities, there really wouldn't have been a clear solution. But in this particular case, the um, uh, the benefit was immediate and tremendous in that it took us very little time to establish that. It was every bit as secure and manageable as we would have hoped, and it allowed us, once again, not to be the impedance to the project. Uh, we literally had our, our work and solution in place well in advance of the rest of the project's deployment. Well, Paul, it's been great insight. Just a final question I have for you. Based on your experience, the challenges, the benefits, what you've gone through, what advice would you offer to other healthcare entities so they can respond to the types of attacks that they're seeing? I would probably suggest a, a couple of things, first of which is that we don't have the luxury to rest on our laurels any further, and that's not meant to be derogatory. We all have plenty to do, and there are so many requirements vying for attention. But I think now in particular with the security threats that are existing out there and their rapid growth and the fact that healthcare is a targeted uh, industry to be certain, that there's really no time like the present to revisit whatever type of security posture that you're not only needing now but anticipate needing a few years down the road and make that leap because I think that you can find it getting out from under you very quickly if you don't make that commitment. The, the second thing that I would suggest would be a, an expectation of a phased deployment. Because of the capability of these new devices that are available to us, you're really relegated to a, a crawl, walk, run deployment and set your organization's expectations for that. Perhaps you start as we did with firewall and content management, quickly thereafter uh, 
follow up with uh, intrusion detection and prevention, and then the, the, which can be much more comprehensive deployments involving application control, et cetera. I think that sets you up for the most success. And in addition to that success, I think it also lets the organization assimilate all these new capabilities because to, to do it in a fell swoop is really almost too much to have one organization accept. And we found in our case that uh, deploying over the course of perhaps six to nine months is the appropriate way to do it. It allows us to learn by doing as we become familiar with the platform, but it also allows the organization to be able to incorporate it into its culture and its business practices. Mark, I want to bring you into the conversation now. We've heard a lot from Paul Smith here about Ascension Health's experience. How would you say that Ascension's experience matches what you see in the marketplace and among your own customers? Well, Tom, Paul makes many salient points. His experience matches what we see in the market. It is true that managing the challenges of our nation's battle against these new types of attacks to grab your data and, frankly, generate profit is a difficult task for the network and security teams. As Paul discussed, capacity is required. Also, just as we aggregated VPN functions onto firewall platforms years ago, additional aggregation of security functions are required today for perimeter and core reengineering. Since 2009, with the inception of the notification rule, breaches of unsecured protected health information lost has affected over 38 million records and counting. That's 10% of our nation's population. As Paul mentioned, it can't be business as usual. The industry demand is still number one for highly available networks, number two for high-speed throughput with low latency, and number three for advanced holistic and heuristic security that is accurately examining each packet in the entire stream of data. This enabling technology does, as Paul described, by time, by constantly protecting against advanced attacks. The experience Paul has seen matches our deployments as clients gain improved stability and uptime in the network with lower latency and includes the most advanced heuristic unified security. This experience has a wonderful added benefit as it allows information services to focus on facilitating business. Highly available, high-speed, low-latency security now assures network operations that any slowdown does not have to do with the firewall. It is no longer Dilbert's boss saying, I want you to install the new firewall, and Dilbert saying, no, why me? The firewall gets blamed for every problem. The standard firewalls present and even signature-based IPS systems in so many healthcare organizations has been easily bypassed for a long time. Individual point products are costly to maintain, and as malware becomes ever more sophisticated, healthcare organizations are demanding unified solutions. Mark, we've talked about a lot here today in terms of the evolving threat landscape, the solutions that healthcare organizations are deploying, and next generation solutions. What would you say is the overall message to the healthcare marketplace about how they should best respond to the breach trends that are evolving before them? Well, Tom, 
Number one, I would say that the network security reengineering and segmentation that healthcare in America needs today does match our abilities right now to protect against zero days, botnets, blended malware, and advanced threats. Number two, evaluate the technology. We have resources, use cases, and automated tools to help you quickly transition to the network security platforms that are right for any connection in your network. We have people, process, and technology solutions available. Solutions are available for small practices and clinics, and we have the world's leading technology that has proven to scale to our nation's largest healthcare organizations. Number three, Tom, the benefit you will receive is in the high-speed secure transfer of big data analytics, the secure enabling of bring your own device, the protection of cloud-based applications, and the easing of the burden inherent in compliance. Another fascinating area I believe next-generation high-speed secure networks can help deliver is in the matching of the consumer demand with the payer provider shift towards changing healthcare delivery models like telemedicine. Finally, the good news is it does not require the deepest of pockets. Simplification saves money and enables business. For the cost of an existing IPS or web filter renewal, you can instead have a high-speed, unified, holistic, and heuristic solution, reduced complexity, simplified security training, and improved brand protections enterprise-wide. Well, Mark, that's well said. I appreciate your time and your insight as well. Thanks, Tom. Paul, Mark, it's been an engaging conversation. I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about healthcare, but again, thank you for taking time to share your experiences and your insight today. Tom, it's a pleasure. Thank you. The topic has been defending against healthcare breaches. I've been speaking with Paul Smith of Ascension Health and Mark Hansen of Fortinet. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.